It's not another Buffalo podcast. With Pat. Well, it doesn't matter if it's the patron state of mediocrity, Ryan Tannehill. John. The Titans always feel like a glass house to me. For whatever reason, their record is always way better than they look playing games. Yes. And Rando. If it smells like shit. It looks like shit. Yeah, so. no, that's Mike Rabel is Stanley Steamer carpet yeah. cleaner, dude. <laughs> you know, he'll steam over some of the shittiest carpets you've ever seen. So. Oh, man, the bleep button's going to be interesting in this one. <laughs> On Buffalo Rumblings. Welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with my buddy Brando and a very special guest. We got Nate Nass, the commissioner of our fantasy football league and longtime friend on the show. This Maybe is Nate. well, well overdue. Those of you who listened to our early episodes, you know, we like Pat and I used to talk about having Nate on all the time. We got to do it. We so. still talk. Friend of the show, Nate. Friend of the show, Nizzy. Nizzy to beat us in fantasy. <laughs> all the time. This, yeah, exactly. This is, yeah. this is that guy. This is that guy. I'm here. I'm the here. commissioner. So episode 187, <laughs> we finally made it happen. But Nate, it's it's great to have you here. We're going to have you on the game picks. We're going to talk about some fantasy football stuff in here. And of course, Brando's bets as always. So thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited to be here and always love talking with you boys for i don't know how long but can always get into it for sure yeah, yeah of course all right brandon do you want to do you want to lead off with fantasy football stuff first or you want to do sure. game picks or what are you feeling well you i think stuff? we should talk about a couple things first first of all trade deadline happy unhappy we got a cornerback from what i've read everybody's mad green bay got rid of him which means we're good to take those kinds of people right we'll take those guys i love the fact that the locker room now has a guy that josh allen cussed out and a guy that Shaq Lawson fought. <laughs> so we have Leonard Fournette, right? And uh, how do you pronounce the guy's name that we got? Um, Rasul, right? Rasul, Rasul yep. Douglas and um, Lenny, Lenny, Lenny Fournette. That was a fun game. I remember being at that game, watching the fights happen on the sideline. Yeah, you going you into and the Pat tunnels. were both there, right? John, Nate, you might have been there too. Not that one. Maybe we're talking 2022, 2021, which would, would it's like 2018, I think. Like oh, yeah. year, Josh. No, like 20, 2019, I think, would, would have been Josh's rookie year, right? He throws that touchdown pass to Robert Foster in that game. Right? Oh, the I same don't think game, we went Brandon? as a fan of that game. I don't know. We've, no, we've seen no, Jacksonville yeah. a couple times. But in our, oh, that's right. Oh, my goodness. I was thinking Bucks for whatever odd reason. But, yeah, that's my bad. Obviously, he had his better days in Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, like, rookie. Really young time, <laughs> not, Leonard. Not the sure. Super Bowl winning days, but, yeah, for sure. I the, totally the better statistical days, yeah. Shaq Lawson. Can you believe Leonard Fournette's only 28? I can't. I actually posted on the NABP account, embarrassingly enough, that, like, the Bills love running backs over the age of 30, you know, <laughs> between like Frank Gore and Latavius Murray now, who's, you know, 45 or something like that. And uh, I had to look it up right after. It's like, oh, Lenny Fournette's only, what, 28? Yeah. 29? Something like that. So he's not 30. And of course, you know, as soon as I look it up and reply to that comment, somebody already posted like, hey, you idiot. He's not even 30. <laughs> so like, I get it, but. So how, like, many miles, I, how many miles? How many miles? A lot of miles. A, a lot, lot of miles. miles. Uh, Probably yeah, like, like thirty-five year worth of miles. You exactly. Know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's, so. that's what I was thinking. So that was the point, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. It's the elderly <laughs> running back. It's it's the voice of wisdom. It's the uh, the wheels James are falling off. But yeah, it's exactly it's it's yeah. the veteran in the room thing, which is so funny to have it at that position because that's a position where people really fall off cliff at age 30 more than almost any other position in the NFL, probably. So 
but yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to like overreact to that signing. I think they still think, you know, the guys that they have right now, you know, one, two, three are still better than Lenny Fournette, but I don't know. I don't know. They just signed Ty Johnson to the active roster, right? So I don't he like was Ty going, Johnson. He was like going to go elsewhere if they didn't sign yeah. him to the active roster. So maybe that's, that's why they did it, but he's not going to sit on the practice squad if they sign Leonard Fournette. So it could be risky to bring him onto the yeah. active roster if you do that. But I like the Douglas acquisition. I, I kind of yeah. think of it as like, it's kind of like the Josh Allen pick and hear me out. It's not exactly like the Josh Allen pick, but it was, we're all clamoring for what's the guy from Chicago, Jalen Johnson, Jalen Johnson, right? That's all us, you know, like clamoring for Josh Rosen. And then we get this guy that not all of us have heard of, but turns out he's a great fit. He's got some killer highlights. He's got great stats. He takes away, you know, he's, he checks all the boxes and it's the same position. Right. And so maybe this is like the surprise. We're like, okay, let's, let's trust, trust Brandon being a little bit on this one, but I, I love it. I love the acquisition got him under contract for another year so you don't have to uh you know negotiate a contract as soon as he comes over here but i like it and then when you think about what steph Diggs, the trade that brought steph Diggs here brandon bean laid the groundwork previously right before steph Diggs was traded you know he was kind of going on social media yada 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 and brandon bean was like yeah i call minnesota regularly to check in on the availability of steph Diggs." so a deal eventually got done what they checked in maybe a year and a half before the deal actually came through. So you never know if this is Brandon Bean planting the seeds that could grow the fruits of bringing him here in his free agency year or another trade down the line, but definitely a player that I would have liked to have, but you're right, John, the Josh Rosen comparison is funny. Cause it's like, you know, <laughs> we like this guy. I want him. I want him. Oh, we're, we're getting this guy. I've never heard of this guy. Oh, wait, Josh right. Allen custom out. Okay. Well, you know, maybe it's something, but exactly. You know, the popular pick isn't always the right pick. And uh, yeah. yeah, you know, us armchair well, GMs sitting back here. So speaking of uh, armchair GMs, Nate, first fantasy question of the day for you, Lenny Fournette, any potential worth? Cause somebody claimed him. Somebody picked him up in our uh, dynasty. Right league. Yeah. Right away. Um, unfortunately, I feel like the addition of Lenny is only going to hurt the stock of James Cook. It's not going to create a new entity. I mean, I think goal line work is going to be now split between Latavius and Lenny. And I think that's good for us as a team. It's bad for everybody in fantasy, though. <laughs> like, I, I like having another body down there, especially, what is he, 6'2", to, like, 40? Like, the guy has a massive body down there at yeah. the goal line. But unfortunately, I just think, like, James Cook is going to be, he's going to be kept in the bottle still another year, and that's something I don't really like. I think he could be a feature back. I really do. He should be. The Bills hey, do that with running back, so they've never had a featured back ever. Right. In the Brandon B. Even Shady McCoy wasn't a featured back under the McDermott tenure. It was much more of a balanced approach, but that's true. But James know. Cook is on tra- is on track to get like way more touches than Singletary did last year. I don't know if that's true. Maybe a little bit in the passing game, but I was reading that the usage of snap percentage is almost the exact same that Singletary got, but he's getting more touches in the same amount of snaps because they're running the ball like 8% more. You kind of wonder where the trajectory is headed at this point because it kind of shifted last game and you wonder like Bucks game was more heavy pass offense. They weren't running the ball. They weren't going for balance. They're like, we're going to do what we do well. So obviously that might shift game to game, but 
I think that trajectory has changed. Like the the amount of touches that he was on pace for after four, five, six games into the season, I think was a lot higher. And then I think that dropped for the Bucks game too. But, you know, for a running back whose touchdown stock is already low, what's he scored? One touchdown this year or something like that? Well, we you know, talked about that. Remember the over under for touchdowns was three and a half. And we're like, slam the over. Like He's getting right. this. Yeah. I don't <laughs> and know. Then if as soon as the Bills get in the red there. zone, as soon as they get in the red zone, he's just on the bench. Right. So, that, and that's the worst part, honestly. Like immediately red zone. Boop, he's out of there. I, I'd like to see. Did, has he played one snap in the red zone this year? Like, Yeah, he's gotten a couple, but just it's noticeably different when he is not on the field. And I, I know John and I text about it sometimes. John's like James Cook touchdown parlay. Like, no. I haven't done that in a couple of weeks. I think I think we did that like week one and two. And after that, we're like, no, no. But as somebody who has him in fantasy, I would love to see some more usage. But I don't know. It's it's a hitter miss. You could start any of the three of them and they could all give you 10 points, which is true. James Cook's best game. Maybe he put up a couple like that first game where he had the, the big reception. 100 rushing yards and a touchdown and he needs to break them right he needs to break the long plays to get these to work but you're still you're starting James Cook no matter what in this given fantasy slate especially with the way things have been going this year like James Cook's a definite start and if you feeling lucky about either one of these other guys then I I think you can make that work as well yeah yeah so but I think you're, you, you, you're you're probably picking up Khalil Shakir off of waivers before you're doing Lenny Fournette at this point, I would I think, agree. right? Especially in PPR. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's going to continue his breakout, so to say, after this last game. But, Nate, I like how you did your player picks for your start-sit segment. You got something for every position group. So you have wide receiver here to start. And, again, one of my guys on this list. So why don't you uh, break us down in the wide receiver start sits this week? Of course. So uh, the first guy I got is uh, actually both my start sits from the wide receiver position are going to be part of the Thursday matchup tomorrow. I like Deontay Johnson a lot tomorrow and just generally this year. He's since he's returned, he's been the clear number one. He had 14 targets last week, which production wise, volume is king. And the more opportunities you get, the better chances you are to make something big of it. And I know the one problem is not getting a touchdown. He hasn't scored a touchdown since 2021. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Checks beginning, notes. Checks yes, notes. Two years. We're not, and we're not talking like September 2021. We're talking January third the third day of 2021 so but i'm not going to use that as a bad thing he is due for a touchdown honestly his snap percentages have went up consistently over the past couple weeks since he's returned from the hamstring injury and whether it's mitch trubisky tomorrow or kenny pickett and truly he's better with mitch trubisky who's personally my favorite backup quarterback in the league Brendan, who's who's your favorite backup quarterback? Who's your favorite backup quarterback? My favorite backup quarterback. That's in kind the of a league. tough uh, list. Also, by the way, it. Matt Barkley getting uh, signed by the Giants today. Side note. Oh, of course, what? he did really. Off yeah, the practice squad. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he's on their practice squad. It's got to be Gardner Minshew for me. I don't know if he counts as a backup anymore. I, asterisk, obviously, because he's yeah. starting now. But yeah, no, Gardner Minshew is a good answer there. I, I think like he's that. gotten he's got a bad he's, job to him. He should he's got a bad I don't know what do you, like a stick to him because he's had he's performed and he hasn't gotten a starting gig anywhere anymore. 
So he, he's right. the best backup quarterback. I'd say you feel really good if you have Gardner Minshew. Yeah. I just like yeah. Trubisky, especially yeah, with Minshew. what he's done for Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. I want I like him to come that. back. Honestly, I, I yeah. want to come back. Honestly, for sure. So hopefully, hopefully your Deontay Johnson take age as well, because obviously this episode comes out Friday. So. You know, people will be right. able to uh, to uh, school you whether that was right or wrong. So <laughs> I know I went I went a little uh, bold with my two picks here. So hopefully I'm not uh, going to be uh, making a fool of myself. But yeah, this next one, dude, we do it every uh, week. We do it every week. <laughs> <laughs> and I know. So if I have DeAndre Hopkins right now, I am looking to trade him because he showed last week that he is not dead, which a lot of people thought he was. Just no more juice. He still has the juice he's got the juice i think what we saw last week from will levis was a bit of a fluke and maybe not a fluke down long-term stretch of things but coming up three four days rest i think mike tomlin is going to be ready sending a lot of pressure i saw something that even in college this guy is not very good when when the pressure comes so stepping it up to another level i just think it could go pretty poorly when you think about some of the guys they have and i know the secondary has been weak especially with minka fitzpatrick being out right now but tj watt he could have a field day if you can't read some of those blitzes coming in and i, I like their linebacker group as well for the steelers so that's a good point about mike tomlin because he's one of those coaches that you you might not have success against as a rookie at all you, know, you might throw 10 coaches in the league rookies struggle as it is but you got your bill belichick's notorious against rookies sean exactly. mcdermott is very good against rookies mike tomlin harbaugh uh, you know though these guys that that have that respect around the league they know they know what they're doing they're going to make it hard on the rookies yeah For and sure. not the not that you have a couple of defenses on your team where you're making start to sit decisions but uh this would be definitely a week to start the steelers on defense i yeah. would think right so. right at least Nate, one turnover at least one turnover yeah fire fire off this real quick it's like that word association game you hear his name you yell start sit no questions asked gabe davis this week. Right. you're starting him Okay. I think it's gonna be a shootout. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is it gonna be a shootout with Dalton Kincaid and uh, and then Secure? You're gonna see nine more catches running these little combat like these these new whole new route tree for Gabe Davis this week. So, Nizzy, you said I'm here first. Start Gabe Davis. Yeah, I'm starting Gabe Davis. If you look at uh, Shakir's, all of his work was in the first half, which I think yeah. was scripted to try to get him more involved. But when it comes down to it, you know who Josh is looking for, Gabe. Steph, and now I think it's going to be Kincaid. I think you start all three of those dudes each week, just because when you draft a guy like Gabe Davis, if you sit him and he goes off for 40, you are just going to hate, hate him. You're going to hate yeah. yourself. You're going to hate That's, football in general. <laughs> me last week, so, I lost yeah. to I lost to your brother, Nate, because of oh that decision. Goodness. So Hey, John, you also lost. Did, did you lose to me last week, too? I don't remember. I can't keep of track them? of three leagues. <laughs> I, like, uh, my only good team is in Nate's league, so... Yeah. Yeah, and that's the one. I, you know, you think you're going to pay for picking Josh Allen first overall, but it really hasn't come to fruition the last two years. And I didn't want to rename my team because my team is Josh's Jackoffs, but it's spelled like the Josh's Jacks cereal, and that's mm-hmm. the picture on it. So uh, I, I didn't want to change that. It did, you that's can't just think of a new fantasy team after that. So I had I had to take him first overall. All right, Nizzy, let's rapid fire these running backs here. Start right. set. Who you got? So for a start, we got Stevenson, uh, okay. Andre Stevenson of the Pats, because obviously the Commanders were the biggest sellers. 
And they got rid of their whole D line. And then Damian Pierce is on my sit for this week because our boy Singletary, he got paid in the offseason. And his snaps are finally starting to come up. He's starting to produce a little bit. And especially in a PPR league, like he's getting all the passing work. So somebody like Damian Pierce, you really are relying on a touchdown there. Yeah. We've been kind of waiting to see Singletary's usage tick up a little bit. And uh, maybe this is, this is the week where it finally happens. And Stevenson, I agree, right? That if you're in a survival pool and you have some kahunas on you, new England might be a play this week. If you're looking to use a bad team to uh, advance in your survival pool, but Good, Ooh, good options there. That is a spicy one because it's you never know how these teams are going to react. And we'll talk about this when we get into the game picks. But, you know, how are these teams performing off of big changes? Like you look at Vegas this week playing against the Giants. They're favored by two. Crazy. And interim head coach, you know, first time play caller. All that is happening at the same time. And they've got like only a couple of days to prepare. But you never know how players are going to react emotionally to that. Yeah. You know, are they going to, are they going to rise to the occasion or is it going to be bad as expected? You know? So interesting. We'll talk about that in the game picks more, obviously, but yeah, especially you never know if somebody's how unmotivated these guys are when you look at who they just sent away. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think, uh, maybe it's just me, but I don't care who's on my team or what's happening, but if you're going to give me a game check, that's worth like 400 grand. I'm going to get up for it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but Nate, if you rapid fire through these quarterbacks and tight ends, yeah, from that same game, uh, CJ Stroud as a sit just because I feel like they've come back to life in a bad way. <laughs> They're kind of flying a little <laughs> bit higher. Yeah, so I'd sit him and I'd start Brando's boy Minshew Gardner. <laughs> yeah, so as I said, I think he's the best backup quarterback in the league. And yeah, not to skip to the next one, but tell me why you want to start Trey McBride. Oh, dude. Well, let me tell you that much. he is the sleeper of all sleepers i think this year and this week might be a bad week to say that because they'll be starting mr clayton toon who never heard of him before this week yeah who's that exactly um (laughs) but, but kyler murray is coming back no other team throws to the tight end has more targets than the Cardinals this year. Interesting. Zach Ertz is on the IR and last week he was the only active tight end to play any snaps. So he went off for 25.5 fantasy points. Interesting. Yeah. I just think he's a really good play. He's really not rostered in too many leagues. Sorry if you play with me because I picked him up and uh, I think my little brother picked him just, up as well. Just checking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. So this week against the Cleveland Browns, definitely going to be tough, but I really like him down the season and seriously, like 30% rostered. I saw started 17% and uh, I've been, I've been hype about him for a couple weeks, especially since Zach Ertz went down because they throw to the tight end so much. That's, so. that's a good point. I like that. Could be one of those mid-season waiver acquisitions that lifts your team to the playoffs or takes your playoff team to a championship. Exactly. Cool. Tight end is bleak too, so yeah. you never know what you're going to get. And yeah. I feel good about this guy. Good. Yeah. Tight end well, 11 through 20 is like, you know, four points a game or something like that. So it's, right. yeah, it's like, it's TJ Hawkinson, it's Travis Kels, it's Mark Andrews, and then like nothing after that. So seriously, it's crazy. But and Dalton Kincaid in there now, but I think so. I think he's uh he's he'll get enough targets, enough work. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited for Dalton Kincaid. I get, well, I, get, I get I get giddy just thinking about it. 
Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for a game from Dalton Kincaid where we all say he's the second coming of Travis Kels. They but, already did, well, and he hasn't even had that yet. And that's the thing about tight ends is they really only get better. I mean, even this McBride kid, he was a second-round pick. He was the first tight end taken in last year's draft, and he's really just starting to come on now. So imagine just where Kincaid could go, especially with a quarterback like Josh Allen. Like, yeah, I'm getting to Travis Kelsey played one game. Maybe he wasn't starting. I can't remember. I think he only played one game his rookie year. Like he was yeah. either inactive yeah. or you know, on for, the practice squad for his entire first year. So like eight fifty and eight seventy his first two seasons, and then he's never been under a thousand yards since. But speaking of Mr. Travis and Taylor, or you know, we didn't mention Taylor. So if if you're listening, you gotta take a drink. Or you're Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> you only have one drink so far because we won't talk about her too much. But. <laughs> You know, I, I don't mean to segue to the game picks, John. What do you think? We uh, we picked this game here. Time for the guys to pick their picks in the pick six pickums. Let's uh, recap last week. We had a little bit of a recovery week. Everyone went four and two, but in a different way. So that was kind of a cool that evening cool. out that happened. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay, you know, and Buffalo. Obviously, Buffalo didn't clear the spread there. So, Brandon, you and I took an L there, which was not really we were so needed, hesitant. You know? We we didn't want to do it, but well, I can't. I'm I'm obliged by law to take Buffalo in every single one of these picks. Yeah. So you know how that goes. Anyway, overall records. Also, by the way, you know, remember a couple of weeks ago when we were Pat said he picked the Bills to win but not to cover. Yeah, I don't and, believe it. Uh, I didn't believe it either. I went back and listened to the tape. That dude was telling the truth. So, oh, uh, man. <laughs> the eye in the sky never lies. So anyway, his record has been corrected. So one more win on there for him. He's sitting at, okay, we're all within one game of each other. Wow. So Pat is 22 and 26. I'm at 524 and 24, and you are 23 and 25, which is just one game off of 500. Okay. So. He's two games back of 500. I'm at 500 and you're one game back of 500. So that's close. Neck and neck at this part of the season going into week nine. How did it get to week nine already? I feel like we're still in the first quarter of the season, but halfway we are over halfway done. Yeah. Well, I guess this would be, yeah. Halfway through the games this week would be the halfway point. Anyway, you know, I was, uh, I was watching Jeopardy today and the, the Hess toy truck commercial came on. So I guess it's officially the holiday season. So yeah. it is, it is. <laughs> I want to say one Oh two five or 96 one through on uh, Christmas carols today. Oof. I'm not a fan that, of that, but no, so is, are, are they still selling the Hess trucks? Like, are oh, they yeah. like the speedway trucks now? Cause didn't they speedway are still the Hess truck, my man, they still, okay. Yeah, that's, I think you have to buy online. at least the toy trucks. Yes, yeah. you do. Have, I saw okay. the little thing at the bottom. Because I, I, I was so. actually just talking to somebody about this too, funny enough. And there's like a huge backstory as to why I was talking about Hess trucks two days ago. But, you know, Speedway bought them up, I'm pretty sure. It's so like all the yes. Hess gas stations, mm-hmm, the one in Batavia mm-hmm. is like a Speedway now. So I'm, yep. glad they ca- I'm glad they kept the trucks. You know, obviously that was like the best part of Christmas as a kid from the grandparents was always getting the Hess truck. So uh, right. I, I think I have from 1996 to 2015, I think maybe, maybe yeah. a little bit later. Yeah. Yeah. We, there's yeah. definitely all those sitting in a closet somewhere at my parents' house. Yeah. For sure. 
with the batteries probably rotting and stuff like that. Anyway, <laughs> would it be gotta, a sorry? This is an interesting segue here. Would it be a Christmas present for the Chiefs to lose or the Dolphins to lose this week? I don't know, honestly. I don't know how to how to root for this one because if you believe that the Bills are going to win the division no matter what, then you root for Kansas City, or I'm sorry, you root for Miami. But if you are, if you just want the Bills to win the division, obviously you got to root against Miami. So I don't know, Nate, you're nodding there. Do you want to? You know, I I got to add another column to this game picks here. I didn't do that yet, but we got we got a celebrity game pick coming on. This is like the celeb shot in Pong where somebody walks I up to your the table. Down, so I know I know your guys' records now. So oh uh, yep. All right, well, watch Nate get like a perfect six and zero record, and like you know, drop the mic and walk away, and be like, "Okay, if we're going by winning percentage here, you know, I'm, I'm good." I won't guys. come back. If that happens, I will not come back again. Nate, that's it. That's the equivalent Sorry, of me shooting like eighty percent in three pointers my senior year, but only taking seven attempts. You know, it's like that's John. That, that, that's I, pretty much I the equivalent. Kids, I tell my kids all the time about the famous John Corzelius because you fit in your role like a just a beautiful person did and you you worked on your game and i respect you so much for that so hey i, I love it i love John, it, johnny k i tell my kids about you three and say, d baby kid was what we need every team needs a johnny k yeah hey i love it you know i mean you got to do something if you're not as good at basketball as everybody else so it's like you know it's, it's smarter, the block though. it's the blackout is it's, you know i realize that you could just shove your button at anybody you want like as hard as you can <laughs> to block out in basketball that's like the physicality that's allowed it's like you can get away with that okay i'm gonna do that that's so okay. uh, that was my quote-unquote role but classic but threes no and D, I am threes rooting, and D, baby i am really rooting against the dolphins even though i have two in fantasy and tyreek in fantasy i think it's gonna be a shootout either way but i do not root for them to win ever because we've lost too many games at this point to be even close to rooting for anyone in this division yeah. outside of maybe the new england patriots because i think they have absolutely no chance to do anything and we do not want them to end up with someone like caleb williams or Correct. drake may or any of those guys so yeah this is so interesting. you uh, are you Nate? Does your uh, rooting interest coincide with your pick? If you're going to pick who's going to win this game, Kansas City is favored by one point. Who's uh, Man, I am going who's your pick? Kansas City. This week. Mm-hmm. All right, Brandon. What about you? If you look at Miami's schedule, it's super easy for the next seven weeks. About so they don't That's play maybe good. until the Bills game. They might not lose for another month, which is concerning. So we are already behind them in the division. So I'm rooting for Kansas city here. I think Miami is going to win. I'm picking Miami in this game, but I would love to have Kansas city lose this game just to get them in, in, in the playoffs on the road. They haven't ever right. Mahomes never played a road playoff game. Yeah. Love to have that happen, but I don't want to play a road playoff game. I want to be at the stadium for divisional round and AFC championship and wild card weekend. If we have to play wild card weekend, but yeah, the- I would, I would love Kansas city to lose this game too, because then they're, then they're at three losses, which is going yeah. to be the same as either the Bengals or the Bills coming out of yeah. that game, too. So, you know, when the best teams in the AFC already have three losses at this point, it feels like it makes up for the slow start that Buffalo's gotten for these yeah. clunkers that they have. And then it's just like, you know, it's a race to the finish. You know, it's almost like forgiveness for the mistakes that you've made early on because other teams have made it, too, yeah, at that sure. point. but. With that being said, this was a tough pick because Miami, you know, they've won against inferior teams, but they've had a tough time with some of the tougher teams and Buffalo looked really good against them as well. So, 
you know, Kansas City's defense better this year than they have ever been before. But Kansas City's offense a little bit lacking compared to previous years. I'm going to take Miami here and maybe even just for the one point because it's a pick them. But I just I kind of want to see a good game here. And I don't know who to root for because it it doesn't drastically alter the Bills interests either way. You're going to get something good and you're going to get something bad out of the outcome of this game. And it's just kind of debatable whether it's the division race or the conference race for the one seed, you know, you're going to get something good for one of those and something bad for the other. So give me, give me Miami and the one extra point there that I get for that. This next game is interesting. The line is huge. It is. I was kind of surprised at this. I mean, Baltimore has been rolling a little bit lately. I haven't kept good track of them, but it seems like they've been, they've been winning games. Yeah. Yeah. And, and home is, you know, an extra point and a half probably. So, Seattle at Baltimore is this game. Baltimore is favored by six points. Brandon, you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I'll take the points. I like Baltimore a lot. They would be even better if Justin Tucker didn't kick like a baby. <laughs> you bring this up every episode. <laughs> and I, he, he killed me, man. I had him in fantasy. I had the bet. And he blew up both of them for me. So, yeah, Nizzy, backstory, I picked Justin Tucker, I have him in our fantasy league. And then I, I did a Brando's bet of the week on the Ravens for a parlay. And I, I bet on it and they were the only one that missed, but he missed that like 55 yard field goal short yeah. to end the game mm-hmm. against the Colts. And the announcers were just like, league, so, yeah. the announcers were like, he's got this in the bag. He's the greatest kicker of all time. He kicked a 67 yarder. He, this is nothing he can do. And he, he kicks it short. And I'm just like, Urgh. so that's when it always happens when you hear those guys going. Yeah. so i'm taking the points i like it i like it quick quick tip here kids stream your fantasy kickers don't take a high draft pick on your kicker you gotta stream them every week if you look at most leagues kicker number three four five overall is are all available week to week usually yeah but do you know why because kicker number one was drafted by me that's that's probably true but I, I've if won you did, with my if kicker you many times. If you don't have Justin Tucker, you can get another guy that's going to put up 12 points week to yeah, week usually. Right. But I like both yeah. strategies, truly. Either one can't go wrong. Also, once you pass like week five, don't use your waiver pick unless you absolutely need it. So in case the opportunity does come along and you really need it, you're sitting at the top of the waiver order like I, I am right now. I just thought about that today because I have so many players on a buy and I need the waiver pick. And I'm like... Yeah, I I thought, yeah, that early waiver pick, we all felt shafted when we didn't get uh, Puka Nakua, but that ended up to be a cool thing because I got David A-Chain instead. So who is on IR right now? But yeah. Yeah. All right, Nate, who you got? Seattle at Baltimore, Baltimore favored by six. I am agreeing with Brando on this one. I think that the Ravens, they are very tough this year. I like the Gus bus to lead their, their backfield as well. And that this new offense is starting to pick it up. So I, I think Seattle could be in for some trouble. Yeah. But you like the, you like the points there? No, I'm taking Baltimore. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Baltimore yes, minus six. All right. There we go. Yeah, no, it gets complicated with the spread picks. Sorry. You right, know, we're right. we're degenerate gamblers, so this is like second nature. I actually didn't write down the, the spreads show, here, so that's that's my that's my bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. I just the away team coming to Baltimore where it's it's a higher spread, right? Those usually hit the under and they like to cover like sixty percent of the time. So I, that's my new strategy. If it's a higher spread, take the okay. away team and the points. So that's what I'm doing. Gotcha. But Baltimore yeah, okay. could easily cover this. So, John, what are you going with? 
I, I actually have Seattle, Seattle written down for this one too. I, I Seattle is like a third team now for me. What you know? Once they got Gino, I really like Gino. And why? Uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like his story. Yeah, I do it's like his punched story. Punched in the face by an a lineman, breaks his jaw, comes back five years later to be a franchise quarterback. Yeah, it's not I, like uh, about that. I, yeah, I don't exactly. Dislike it. I don't just like. I'm just saying. I'm with, it's I'm with John on this one. I'm with yeah. John on this yeah. one. Like it's Seattle. like, you know, like I last year, Kenneth Walker was one of the guys who got me into the playoffs off of a waiver pickup, you know, so you start, you know, and even if it's just fantasy based, you start watching that team more, yeah. you know, and they've got some good fantasy players on it, if nothing else. So, but I, I think this is a huge spread. I like Seattle in this spot, you know, yeah. Pete Carroll, what's he like 92? I, I like them to cover that spread. 70. <laughs> something like that. I was going to say 70 is not exaggerating. I think he is 70 something. Yeah. But anyway, next up on the slate, Dallas at Philly. Philly's favored by three NFC East matchup. What's a you, Nate? I'm going with Philly. I think that it's going to be a close game, but I think Philly's D line will come through and give Dak just a little bit too much of fits as well as I don't think they'll be able to get the run game going very much. So yeah, I'm definitely going with Philadelphia this week. What was the line on there? Three. Uh, Philly minus three is their favorite. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I think they will. Uh, take that. Cool. I'm with Nizzy on this one, but I'm gonna. It's it's the lines, right? The offensive line is gonna give enough time for Jalen Hurts. The defense will right. pick off Dak. It'll be enough to cover. Mm-hmm. This one was tough for me because both these teams obviously have had their up and downs. Dallas, you know, teed off against an inferior team this past week and had a lot of defensive points. But when that Dallas defense gets hot, you know, they can make some plays. And so I'm actually going to take Dallas in this one, but I think that they're going to be dependent on getting two or more turnovers to win this kind of game. So hoping for that, I guess, but you know, I'll never root for Dallas, but now that I have them written down in my picks, maybe my self-serving interests will uh, (laughs) tell me to do that. Obviously I like Philly a lot better, but I'm going to take Dallas in that one. Next one, uh, Washington, who just had the fire sale we were talking about earlier, is going into New England. New England is favored by three. This will be interesting because it's the first of the teams that have changed a lot over the past week. We'll we'll be seeing how they respond to that. Brandon, you want to go first on this one? Yeah, New England's going to win this game. Riverboat Ron is done in Washington, right? New owner comes in, you fire the coach, you fire the GM, you clean house, you get a bunch of new guys. They got... First round pick, two seconds, two thirds, fourth, two fifths. They got a ton of draft picks. They could move up. They can move anywhere they want. They could hire Bob Johnson, Lions offensive coordinator, bring in Drake May, bring in Caleb Williams, and they could be set up for a while. So you think that, that they could in, lose enough games to get to Caleb Williams or? Yeah. At this point, you know, there's a lot of two win teams and New England's about to not be one of them anymore. They're going to pick up a win here. That's my game pick. But we need them to win this game. Like New England has to win this game for our sanity to keep these guys out of our division. So Billy B is going to take out these guys. Low morale. What are you showing up for if you are a Washington football player? Nothing. You're showing up for the money. And that's not enough. I'd like to show up for the fire sale when Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel go on the trading block this offseason. Like I'd I'd like to show up for that sale. Scary Terry in Buffalo. How great would that be? I would like that a lot. But Nate, what do you think about this matchup? Yeah, I agree with Brando. I'm going to go with New England. I think it would be close because I think Sam Howell is actually decent, um, a decent quarterback as well as they got Scary Terry, as you guys mentioned, Chris Samuel. And I, I like Jahan Dotson the most out of the three of them. I think he has the most upside. So I, I think yeah. they'll make a couple of plays, but I'm definitely taking it in New England with this one. 
Yeah, I think if the over-under is anywhere above 35, yeah, I might like Washington in that map- matchup, but I know that this is going to be like a low-scoring clunker and that mm-hmm. New England usually prevails in those kind of things. So I'm going to take New England, even though they're favored here. Give me a roster losing confidence in the front office, locker room lost. It's It might get ugly for the uh, Washington Commanders at this point. And even after a promising start, remember this team was 2-0. and They were 2-0 and going into the Bills game this year. So tough, uh, tough turnaround for those Commanders fans. But I guess we'll just have to wait one more year after all the turmoil, turmoil that they've been through. But anyway, speaking of other teams that are on a quick change here, Josh McDaniels, bye-bye. And uh, Las Vegas, how many, how many (laughs) dollars is Las Vegas paying to coaches who are no longer working for them? Think about how, yeah, how much John Gruden is still owed. By the way, coaching contracts are fully guaranteed in the NFL. So this is why you got to be an NFL coach. You got to meet some of these guys at a country club somewhere, clean their clubs, tell them you'll (laughs) bring them dinner, clean their (laughs) shoes, whatever you want to do to get in there because they're guaranteed. And Mark, Davis is paying a boatload. Brando, we know John Gruden's contract we was know what 10. you do during the summers, Brando. We know what you are doing during the summers, man. <laughs> I All wish right. somebody came to Rothlands. I wish they would. Yeah. That's hilarious. Man, I mean, John Gruden's contract was like 10 years or something like that. What do you yeah, coach? 10 for? years, Two? 90 million Two? or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think it was 100 million, actually. Like, yeah. But Ooh. yeah, it's crazy. Exactly. Anyway, their biggest mistake, in my humble opinion, they should have kept Rick Passaccia. Yep. That team that team loved that man. He was great. They had an upside. And then they went for the, oh, okay, well, well I guess we'll do Josh McDaniels. So, Rick Passaccia, if you're out there somewhere, you deserve that job. And the team I want to say a he's better. a special teams coordinator or the running backs coach or something for Green Bay now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think so, that sounds right. But anyway, but, Las Vegas is favored by two in this matchup. Brandon, you can uh, you can give me your pick first here if you want. Well, I'm just it's so interesting because I think they're going to lose. But there is part of me that's like they hated McDaniel so much that these guys are going to ball out for the interim like they did last <laughs> time. So that's I'm going to pick the Giants because Daniel Jones is back. Saquon's back and Vegas could be better. But again, a linebacker rookie NFL interim head coach. He's, he, they might play better in two weeks, but I don't think they're going to play better this week. You know, give me the Giants. All right. Well, I, I'm actually going to take Las Vegas in this one. I'm like, yeah. I'm ready. I think this is addition by subtraction. This is like when Urban Wire left the Jaguars. Like, you can only get better from there. Joshua McDaniels rode on the coattails of Tom Brady for his entire career and is uh, a fraud in my book. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take Vegas. I think that you know Devonte Adams is free, but not really free. You know, in the same sense as You're if he as had free as your traded. quarterback can get you the ball. Exactly. So I guess we'll see how it What's goes. Name? O'Connell. Okay. Aiden O'Connell, O'Connell right? right? Okay. Yeah. I just couldn't think of it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Ian Rappaport tweeted promising quarterback Aiden O'Connell getting the start. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> you know, if, you know, if uh, who that was Rappaport who tweeted yeah. that, you know, if they're saying promising, it's not promising. Yeah. That's no. that's I think it was either Rappaport or Schefter who was like, oh, who was it who signed Roger Saffold? And it was, is the you other, know, like, they bolstered their offensive line. And it's like, well, they signed a guy. It's I saw that. Like, it's, it's not going to bolster anything. Signs. Yeah. Two, well, two I'm time hearing this guy's a gunslinger, guy. though. I heard the word gunslinger on ESPN today. So uh, you never know. Oh, boy. 
<laughs> right, well, I'm ready for it now. Retire the number. But Brent, uh, Nate, who do you have in this matchup? So I actually I agree with both of you guys, but I'm going to go with Brandon um, with the Giants this week, just because I feel like this week this is what's going to happen. You got Devontae Adams, the offensive coordinator, a lot of targets going his way, probably a few turnovers also from Mr. O'Connell. Josh Jacobs is the O-line coach. And um, I think this week is going to be a bit of a struggle. All they, everybody fits into their new roles, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Josh Jacobs and, um, is you. <laughs> Having the worst um, season ever for a Raiders running back. I do agree with you, though, John. I think it is addition by subtraction long term. And uh, I think it just saved all of these guys' fantasy seasons for, for the duration of the rest of the season. So, um, But Giants this week, I, obviously Dable – He's going to have those guys ready and they've been playing pretty good defense lately. Like it's not going to be easy for, uh, for O'Connell this week whatsoever. So yeah, I'm going with the Giants. Yeah. That could definitely easily be a, uh, another 13 to 10 repeat of what the Giants saw last week with the jets and uh punt fest or turnover fest. I think it has more opportunity for a turnover fest than a punt fest, but at least that's slightly more entertaining than the, uh, 13 to 10 that we got with the the uh, Jets last week but I just hope it's not on in our market honestly this <laughs> yeah, Giants I game like I don't want to watch this game <laughs> yeah well uh, Sunday ticket folks it's always on so uh I did get red zone recently I did get nice. I was gonna say yeah it. I guess we we yeah. won't have to see it if it's red zone because they won't right. be in the red zone no very scores often, so. in that exactly one. <laughs> exactly I won't be watching <laughs> yeah. All right, so that brings us to Sunday Night Football. Cincinnati is favored by two against the Bills. This is obviously in Cincinnati. Bills wearing the white on blues like we feared, or at least oh, like I feared. I wanted I wanted the yeah, I like white jersey, ones. white you pants, like but yeah, I don't like them. Every iconic Bills loss has taken place in those uniforms. So anyway, obviously obligatory pick. I got to take Buffalo, but Brandon, how are you uh, feeling about you get the bills and points. Is that is that a gift or are you still going to take Cincinnati? I don't care what happens. I just, I think the Bengals would have destroyed us in that DeMar Hamlin game. I think I picked against them then. I just, the Bengals are good. We are not the Bengals. Maybe we figured something out now that we have Kincaid, but you are not matching Chase and Higgins. Who are guarding them? Are Poyer and Hyde up for the challenge? Is Von Miller going to show up? Because we need him to. We need a we need a sack. We haven't had an interception in four games. Burrow's thrown four on the season so far. It's tough. I don't want to pick the Bengals, but but I think I'm I think I'm picking the Bengals. All right, Brando down for. Is this the first time of the year you've picked against Buffalo? This I'm looking season. at the spreadsheet. Yeah, maybe I think three times the total in our two years doing this. I haven't picked the Bills. And I think the last one was that. Monday night game against the Bengals last time. I don't know, man. They're so good. Mixon's good. Zach Taylor's good. There's just, I don't know. If we win, it's going to be like 32, 31. And I don't know if we're going to outscore them. I don't think we can. Not if we had Matt Milano and Trey white, I would pick the bills. I think we're, we, we need the defense for this game. I don't think we're going to have it. If we meet them again, I think we might take them down in the second time, but I don't, I don't think it's there in Cincinnati. Bengals are good. I'm I'd be so happy to be wrong, but sorry. Sorry, Buffalo. All right. Nate, well, is this uh is this empire strikes back or is it return of the Jedi? Which of these two battles are we winning here? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm declined to answer that one, but I will say, I will say 
Brando, I'm sorry, but I think we're about to win 32 to 31. Okay. And the offense is going to have a day. All right. Let's go, Nate. I'm on board with this. This is also from a guy who I had Joe Burrow as a second start for this week in fantasy. Like, he's back. We're going to have to do what we got to do. And we're going to give up some points. But I think we could pull in maybe one turnover, get lucky here or there, and then I think the offense is going to be ready to roll. So, yeah, I'm taking Buffalo. Of course, I'm going to take Buffalo the first time. This is Bill's podcast. I do want to be <laughs> – I think I got one of these wrong, so I I do want to be welcome back in case I go 5-1 and one and not 6-0 and oh and I retire here. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I'm definitely going Buffalo this week. So funny. All That's, right. It's, Good uh, answer. It's, Pat is our resident pick against the Bills guy, and – he does it sometimes to be snarky. It serves a different purpose every time. Sometimes he's being snarky. Sometimes he's being realistic. And most of the time, he's just protecting himself against the pain of yeah. when the Bills lose. It's like, oh, at least I picked up one in the game picks. So uh, I feel that. I do feel yeah. that, though. Yeah. I, I would love that. to be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I just... I know, it's it's a tough one. I, I just, you know, I'm just obliged to put the Bills on here, so I don't have to think about the possibility of possibly picking against them, but... John's never tough, picked against the Bills. It, it's a tough. It's a tough matchup. They match up better against Kansas City than they do Cincinnati. So definitely, I agree with that. I do. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's not like I said. We we do have to. I did say we have to get lucky, which I don't usually feel that way about Bills wins, but we're in for it. I think they also are in for it. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. It, it better be. I mean, we roll yeah. that clock back. And then we Thank have to God. Stay up later, yeah. and then we got Monday coming right right up. So we kind of we I think we need a Bills win with everything happening this weekend. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Not that right. daylight savings is the worst in the world, but it also is. <laughs> <laughs> you are a hundred percent right about that for That's sure. Funny. All right, let's get a break in here really quick, and then we'll be right back with some Brando's bets. So stick around for that. I'm sorry. I've been just a disappointment of all disappointments. We're, we're in a rut. We are not doing great. So I went to my buddy, my dear friend, long friend, longtime friend, since preschool together, who's helping me out with this one this week. And his name's John. He helped me out with this one. So uh, <laughs> it turns out he's also on the show here. And we were talking about it. And this bet would have cashed on the first play of the game. Last week, when Josh Allen decided to scramble on the QB draw for what eleven yards on the play of the game, so this week Brando's bets were we're trying. All right, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying my best. There's nothing will ever be what it was the first year. I don't think we got a magic storm of undefeatedness. It was beautiful. <laughs> we went on a run like the Lakers in the bubble, right? Yeah. Now we've got, let's see, where are we at? Three and five. So we've got like a commander's ass record here for uh, Brando's best this year, but three and five isn't terrible, right? We can make it back from three and five. We can make it back. We just got to put a couple together here. And I think this is going to be a good one. So the longest rush of the game for Josh Allen over 10 and a half yards. 
And I feel like this happened every game all the time for the first four years of his career. All the time you would see him scamper out, run left, you pick up a first down, you pick up extra yards. The defense is in man coverage and they leave a linebacker who gets lost and Allen runs up the middle for 12 or the QB powers where Allen, I mean, Allen's yards per carry was like seven and a half last year and nine and a half the year before. And in the playoffs, it's like 11. So Sunday night football is going to be a playoff game. There's going to be no holds back on this offense. Josh will get some carries and he's going to produce. He has to produce, especially if we got to score 30 points. It's got to be done with Josh on the ground. So Josh Allen on DraftKings over 10 and a half rushing yards. Thank you, Johnny, for your assistance. Um, well, hopefully, minus 135. Hopefully it it hits because if not, I'm in the doghouse for the rest of the year for sending yeah, never, best never, suggestions. Never take advice from <laughs> you again. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not one to be giving advice, but Nate, what do you think of that? Over 10 and a half yards, longest rush for Josh Allen on the day? Oh, yeah. I think he'll get that. They're going to be sending, you know, they're going to be sending the blitz. They're going to be pressing yeah. coverage. That's what they do against us. And I think he's going to have to get out of there and get at least 10 yards in one run, yeah. <laughs> at least once. <laughs> So uh, yeah. I like that pick. I read a stat. Maybe I heard it on WGR today, but it was like when a team has a chunk play of over 15 yards, they're four times more likely to score on that drive, which makes sense, right? It, mm-hmm. it makes sense. But we're going to need those chunk plays. Josh has to deliver them with his legs. And we pay you a lot of money, Josh, to not just throw the ball. You're running back and a quarterback together. So imagine like, you know, who's a Jimmy Garoppolo and Josh Jacobs together. That's what we have, right? Somebody, uh, that's an insult. To, I think of, I'm thinking of Jimmy <laughs> yeah. G as a pat, but, uh, you know, think of a, a pocket <laughs> passer and then think of a running back and, and we're paying two players in one. So Josh, you got to come through. You got to run the ball. You got to do it for us. Kirk oh, Cousins and Derek Henry. There you okay. go. Boom. Beautiful. I'm like, I like More that. From together. They're both yep. around six something and you get a Josh Hill. That's true. Like That's true. And you've got like three <laughs> times the arm strength of both those guys and Josh yeah, Allen too. Right. So I don't know if there's there. I don't know if there is a gunslinging quarterback who can't run. Is well, like it was Ben Roethlisberger who, for the like. Yeah, the I was last gonna say Ben Roethlisberger is probably yeah is probably the answer to that. But you know, all those other guys can run, and obviously all the Derek Carr? quarterbacks. Not really a gunslinger. I, I like, don't know, man. Derek Carr is kind of a gun, gunslinger. I mean, David. David Carr also a David gun. Carr, he was more right. of a gunslinger, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Not, yeah. not he really even. Okay. You know, it depends on if you're special, looking at, <laughs> at gunslinger as like a uh, you know someone who can throw it really far and has you know is really athletic, or if it's if it's a term for somebody who just throws it all over the yards and throws tons of interceptions. So right, or both I mean, of I'm those thinking things. James Winston, right now. If yeah, you say that Brett, Brett Favre, <laughs> those kind of guys. Right. Yeah. Nate, it was awesome having you on. Super appreciate you, you doing this. Uh, I can't so believe much. it took us this long, obviously, but uh, we'll have to have you on in the future for fantasy segments. And uh, if we have you on yeah, with man. Pat, obviously we'll have to prepare for like an hour and a half episode. You know, that would but be awesome. I think it'd be fun to get the four of us on all at the same yeah. time and, and do game picks or something else like that, or just talk shop. So, but. yeah, man, anytime. Uh, seriously, this was a lot of fun. I advise. So let me uh, let me know, and uh, good luck to you guys for the yes. duration. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're going to need it. And uh, go Bills, of course, obviously, most most importantly. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.